sheriff calls us outlaws. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Middle Aged Outlaws podcast. I have momentarily sneaked out of 1998, jumped into 2021 to come and make this very secret bonus episode of your favourite podcast. So, shh, it's a secret, so don't tell Adam. He doesn't know that I've sneaked away. He's still busy watching WCW and WWF, so I've sneaked away. I watched NXT TakeOver in your house last night from Sunday night, and uh, I just wanted to make a very quick recording and give a little sort of give my take on, on how it went. Um, it was a really good pay-per-view, and I, I feel that the, the NXT brand is probably the, the best thing that you could probably watch on on your TV if you are a bit like us in the Middle Age Outlaws podcast, completely fed up with the kind of stuff that you're getting week to week and on the pay-per-views with WWE, so yeah, I'll give a, a very quick take on on the pay-per-view, on the matches and how it all went. We start things immediately with a really amazing retro-looking in-your-house video package. It brings back the memories from all your old pay-per-views. Um, I think we speak about this in the podcast a lot. WWE, NXT, they do an amazing job previewing and, and, and making these putting these packages together for the matches so almost immediately as soon as as soon as uh, the pay-per-view starts we're we're fully into it and and excited for for what's about to start and uh, once again we get doc hendricks michael hayes uh, jumping on and giving us his cheesy look <laughs> on the microphone to say welcome to nxt takeover in your house from there we get some really odd lip syncing of some sort of in your house song or anthem by someone called Naomi Fox I have no idea who she is but she's really bad at lip syncing sorry Naomi and then finally we get introduced to our host Um, as you'll know from from listening to this podcast we don't love a host doing a pay-per-view but uh, in this instance we'll we'll let Todd Pettengill off because he's an absolute legend so Todd Pettengill introduces our host for the evening he doesn't do very much but um, that's par for the course with the hosts of these pay-per-views our very first match on the card is for the NXT Tag Team Championships and the North American Championship um, we've got a six man tag team match which is a, a unique sort of um, way of doing things in a, a really good way on a kind of short pay-per-view, two hour pay-per-view of making sure you get all your kind of stars on the card so we've got MSK who are the NXT Tag Team Champions teaming with Bronson Reed who's your North American tag team cha- uh, North American champion um, against Legado del Fantasma who are just from what I've seen I, I remember watching the NXT stand and deliver pay-per-view before Wrestlemania and Santos Escobar who's the leader of Legado del Fantasma they're just really really good to watch um, all brilliant athletes in the ring we get a, a really fast start with lots of flippy stuff going on, 100 miles an hour stuff, which is what you've kind of come to expect from some of the matches in NXT. And as soon as Bronson Reed jumps in the ring, we're selling him as an absolute monster. And this is, this is a, a huge looking guy, kind of reminds me of uh, Samoa Joe. 
Um, yeah, like I say, we're selling him as an absolute monster. The guys from Legado Hotel Fantasma are running at him, trying to knock him down, and they're just getting floored by him. Santos Escobar, who's been involved in a programme with Bronson Reed, has no interest in getting involved with him, and as soon as he's in the ring, he's tagging straight back out again. Some some highlights in this match, we get your classic spot where all the guys are diving out the ring on top of each other. Eventually, once I think we've got about five guys out of the ring, Reed uh, sizes up to, to dive out off the ropes and, and hits a beautiful suicide dive between the ropes onto the outside. Um, after Legado del Fantasma isolating one of the members at MSK, we eventually get to the build-up of the hot dog for Reed, who just absolutely decimates everyone in the ring. Again, we're selling him like an absolute monster, and it just looked great. Eventually, though, um, Santos Escobar turns the tables and hits an incredible Michinoku driver on Reed, which just looks incredible given the size difference in the two. Um, but Reed manages to kick out of that. Towards the end here, we get Santos Escobar rolling out the ring and he uh, he acts as if he's going to go and take the North American Championship away for, away with him. Out of nowhere, Reed comes and absolutely smashes him, squishes him, like he said on the previous NXT episode, and smashes him through the barriers. That's Escobar out of the match. We get back in the ring, MSK double team, and hit one of the members, Legado del Fantasma. Then Reed goes up to the top and hits an outrageous tsunami splash, and that's it. One, two, three. Fantastic match, brilliant way to start a pay-per-view. Next match in the cards, women's match, grudge match between uh, Zia Zaya Lee and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I was really impressed with the, ent- uh, the, the entrance from, from Zaya Lee. Kind of Mortal Kombat, Big Trouble in Little China type vibes from the entrance. It looked really cool. Um, we've got some... So evil spectre looking woman sitting on a throne I've no idea who that is I think they refer to her as Maya Lee or Maya Ying or something like that um, and Zia Lee also has a guy coming with her appear, appears to be some sort of bodyguard but I thought this looked really cool and I was you know if I'd been in that ring I would have had no interest in fighting her after that uh, this was a really hard hitting aggressive match I was really impressed with both women Um Mercedes Martinez was really, really good. She had an absolutely beautiful butterfly suplex at one point um, and then hit something called a cliffhanger. I don't know if that's her finishing move or not, but it looked absolutely incredible. She put Zaylee up into a razor's edge, then dropped her down all the way down into a DTT. It looked absolutely incredible. Um, eventually, Zaylee ends up winning this match after a lot of back and forth. She hits the, the Kofi Kingston-esque Trouble in Paradise and gets a one, two, three. After the match, we get a little bit of sports entertainment. Eh? Um, it gets a little bit over the top. Uh, Lee tries to attack Martinez after the bell. Martinez takes a chair off her and whoops her. Um, and it's at this point in time I noticed the guy in the Everton top in the crowd. Shout out to him. Good choice, mate. He uh, He's not impressed. He's getting giving it all the thumbs down. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, this this went from like a really good match to really weird and like I say, really sports entertainmenty, uh, where this lady who mentioned sitting on the throne, we get like a dramatic noise which is very fiendish, and uh, she gets up out of her throne and attacks Mercedes Martinez. So, a good match, 
and in my opinion spoiled by a bit uh, cheesiness at the end our next match which I've enjoyed the build up to having watched a couple of episodes of NXT recently is for the million dollar title um, and to, to carry on the legacy of the million dollar man so we've had Ted DiBiase on NXT recently and um, these two guys Cameron Grimes and LA Knight fighting for to, to carry on this legacy of the million dollar man like I say and they are having a ladder match for the million dollar title before the match here we get a really great package in the history of the million dollar title showing us all the different um, guys that have wore it I think we had Stone Cold, Virgil, Ted DiBiase, Andre did Andre win it at some point? I think he did um, and it's just like kind of continues this cool retro theme that we've got going on for this In Your House pay-per-view um, I just loved it we get Million Dollar Man coming out and he's laying on thick the the laugh. He maybe needs to chill out with the laughing. Um but yeah, we he comes out, he's got the he's got the million dollar title, pops it in this a uh, glass cage a uh, glass uh, briefcase type thing and it goes up above the ring. I really like Cameron Grimes is uh, this kind of rich country bumpkin type um gimmick is brilliant and he is really over with the crowd they absolutely love it when he comes out it's probably the, the biggest ovation that we've had so far uh, on the pay-per-view this whole match just felt in it, it felt um, in the kind of retro feel of the pay-per-view it felt like a really old school ladder match where we're using the ladder a lot but we're not doing crazy swanton bombs from away up in the sky we're, we're, we're using the ladder as a weapon a lot um, yes there's some hard hitting bumps but a lot of this stuff just looked really brutal um, there's at one point early night hits a neck breaker on Grimes and he hits it right on the edge of the ladder and uh, without it looking or without it being very spectacular it just looks brutal I remember thinking during the match these guys are going to be sore in the morning um, a lot a lot of big bumps um, towards the end Grimes uh, decides that he wants to go and get this golden ladder that's been set up at the top of the ramp so he goes and gets this uh, climbs up the ladder and it looks like it's going to be over but um, LA Knight who has been on the outside back in the ring tips the ladder and there's a ladder set up on the outside of the ring um, and Crimes just goes smack bang onto this ladder there's no give to the thing this guy's back must be in pieces this morning um, LA Knight climbs up the ladder and he wins the million dollar title if you like the old school type of ladder matches, it's kind of uh, developed into a, a highlight reel, bumpy, high flipping sort of match. If you like the old school type of match, we've spoke about Benoit and Jericho having a, a couple of great ladder matches on the podcast before. If you like the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels match, give this a watch. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, they, they, they really went for it. And like I say, a lot of the bumps, they may not have looked spectacular, but but they looked like they really hurt. So, um, yeah, brilliant match. 
next match on the card was for the Women's NXT Championship. We've got Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon. Raquel Gonzalez, company touring by Dakota Kai. And we we set this package up um, by showing the kind of backstory of this rivalry and we're, we're building up the, the whole story around Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai taking out Ember Moon's tag team partner, Shotzi Blackheart. Um, and it does a really good job of telling the story of of why Ember Moon is so fired up and and really wanting to to take out uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Gonzalez just is sold here as an absolute powerhouse. She reminded me of Amanda Nunes, the the mixed martial artist who fights in the UFC. She just comes. They've done a really good job. I feel of of presenting her as just this absolute beast who um, is really dominant. I also really liked Ember Moon in this match. Um, it was a, a real clash of styles as, as far as Gonzalez's powerhouse versus Moon's fast um, fast moving on uh, trying to trying to keep on her toes and, and keep Gonzalez moving and, and trying to knock her down. Um, it went uh, it went back and forth quite a lot um, Gonzalez hit this really impressive looking, I think uh, Barrett on commentary described it as a twisting Vader bomb. Uh, it looked really cool. Um, at some point, we get Ember Moon hitting, uh, coming back into the match, hitting a lot of super kicks. She does a great looking Canadian destroyer on, on Gonzalez and you kind of think that she's coming back into it but every now and then as soon as Moon gets a bit of momentum going Dakota Kai on the outside is healing it up she'll distract the ref she'll put a leg on the ropes for Gonzalez so um, we're, set, we're, we're, we're telling that story of although she although Gonzalez might be this powerhouse she's also got a little bit of help from this sort of dastardly a little heel on the outside. Eventually, she gets her come up, and so we get Shotzi Blackheart reappearing and battling with her to the back and taking her out. Ember Moon does this um, outrageous looking. I assume this is her finishing move. They call it Eclipse on the commentary. It's a, it's a flying neck breaker uh, that kind of, I don't know how to describe it. She jumps off top rope and kind of hits a wild looking stunner type thing. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and she also hits Gonzalez with a, like a kind of tornado DDT from the inside of the ring of the top rope out to the outside. Absolutely brutal. Um, she managed to get her back in, and she only she just gets the two and a half count. She's so close to win the title. Uh, unfortunately for her, Gonzalez kind of gets gets her composure back and ends up hitting this unbelievable one-armed power bomb, which again just makes her come across as this absolute powerhouse uh, and that is all she wrote one two three and gonzalez retains her title again another really good match then we get to the main event probably the, the match that sold me on, on wanting to watch this pay-per-view i like all the guys maybe the exception of carrying cross who i've not really seen enough of but really like the rest of the guys in this matchup we've got a fatal five way for the nxt championship we've got kyle o'reilly Adam Cole, Bebe, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. Karrion Cross being the champion. With the entrances we get Johnny Gargano coming out, fanboying it up in his Shawn Michaels get up. Uh, a lovely looking tribute uh, there with the kind of red 
uh, classic HBK outfit, looked really cool. Um, we also had Pete Dunn coming out in this sort of angel- angelic, full-on white uh, outfit. I think he just, I, I love Pete Dunn. I think he looked like an absolute superstar. Um, a lot of time when I'm watching these NXT pay-per-views, I think, oh, this guy could do this on the main roster, or, or I wonder how he would he would look on the main roster. At this point, given the state of the current main rosters, I, I don't think these guys are wrong and just want to hang around in NXT. The, the, the smaller atmosphere really, really lends itself to a great-looking show, so, yeah... Maybe they should just hang about. Adam Cole's an example of that. Johnny Gargano as well, of guys that have been there for years and and are still excelling. Adam Cole, uh, I think here is a heel, but he can never fail to be over with the boom and the Adam Cole baby. Fans absolutely love him. Um, And we get this really elaborate entrance for Karrion Cross. He's got Scarlet with him, doing all this crazy witch dancing and in the in the smoke and all that i don't love it to be honest it, it feels more more main roster over the top nonsense um compared to like say kyle o'reilly and adam cole but um i suppose it is what it is this match as you'd probably expect is a bit of a spot fest uh, i'm definitely not complaining though um i i absolutely loved it and i it's, it's almost like this is what you've come to expect from NXT and guys like O'Reilly, Cole, Gargano, Pete Dunne. This is just filled with non-stop action. There's absolutely no no time to, to catch your breath and look away. Uh, to start off, we were selling Cross as this monster. He's suplexing everybody. He takes basically takes out everybody. Um, we're getting... He's almost run the gauntlet, all these little guys come to take him on and, and he's dealing with them one by one. So we're framing him as this monster. Um, at one point he picks up Pete Dunne and power bombs him down onto Gargano and O'Reilly. Absolutely brutal. Um, eventually we get Pete Dunne and Gargano fighting with Cross all the way out the ring, up up to the In Your House, um, up to the, the, the In Your House stage with the the little fake house and all that and Dunn and Gargano ram cross through the front door which is brilliant and uh, he sells it brilliantly he's down on the floor face down lying on top of the door so that takes him out for a while after a, a bit of back and forth between the, the four remaining guys cross returns and returns with a vengeance he destroys about three of them Dunn Cole and O'Reilly throws him over the barrier then he just picks up Gargano and power bombs him right off the apron it looks absolutely horrendous and again that's a sore back in the morning for sure uh, he then puts him in the ring and essentially I think um, I think Barrett refers to it as like a modified F5 or a tornado F5 or something like that he basically throws Gargano up in the, up in the air and spins him round it again a a perfect example of the power uh, in this kind of monster that they're selling him as it's really difficult to to try and describe everything that goes on here again it's going at 100 miles an hour Uh, we get some unbelievable spots at at one point one of the guys, Cole I think it is hits Pete Dunne with a super kick and at the same time 
Gargano hits him with a reverse Hurricane Rana and he lands, you know, like clean on the top of his head. Uh, at one point, all the guys are, are laid out and we get a great bird's eye view um, of everybody just laid out and the, the absolute carnage in the ring. Um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly work together uh, to take Cross out by slamming him, powerbombing him, shield style on the announcer's table. So again, we get that opportunity for the kind of the rest of the guys to to get in the ring and do all their, their sort of different choreographed uh, back and forward. We get Pete Dunne trying to hit a moonsault on Gargano and Cole and they both hit him with a double super kick in the face as he's upside down. Just amazing. Um, as we're gearing up towards the finish, we get we get uh, Karrion Cross again reappearing, monster appearing from the deep and we get about 100 false finishes um, in which you're, you're, you begin to become convinced that somebody other than Cross might actually win this thing. Um, but eventually, after it looked like my boy Pete Dunne might actually win the thing, I think he hits a, a bitter end uh, on one of the guys, then puts him straight into a triangle, cross appears, smashes up the joint, and uh, sticks Kyle O'Reilly into a, a choke and O'Reilly sells this brilliantly his eyes are rolling about he's got foaming at the mouth and we get Kyle O'Reilly goes out he's done and Cross retains his title absolutely first class match and puts a point on a, a really enjoyable pay-per-view I've never probably since the last time I watched the NXT pay-per-view the stand and deliver one uh, before WrestleMania, this is the, the sort of most fun I've had actually watching wrestling for for quite a long time. So, um, like I said, if you enjoy the kind of older stuff, um, if you're not enjoying the newer stuff, give this a shot. It's, it's really worth watching, in my opinion, especially going with an open mind. Don't read anything on the internet um, and just give it a wee bash. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and, and recently in NXT, we've had this kind of theme of just absolute carnage, chaos going on all the time. There's people interrupting other people's matches and people inter- interrupting promos and people brawling all over the shop. And um, we get that again during this pay-per-view. And right at the end, we get general manager or commissioner or whatever he is, William Regal, leaving and... Uh, the lady backstage catches him and she asks him how, if he enjoyed the pay, how it went, and he says that he he's had enough. Maybe it's time for a change. And to be fair to him, he, he looks absolutely shattered. He does look like he could do a wee break from it all. So uh, it could be interesting to see where that goes. There's rumours online that that maybe one of the one of your favourite superstars that's recently been released might might go into that role. That'd be really interesting to see and. Um, I won't say who it is, but it's it's probably worth watching. I, I think if the the person that's rumoured to be coming in, whether he's coming in as kind of muscle for Regal, or if he's coming in to be general manager, commissioner, um, it's, it sounds really interesting. So uh, that's a wee tease to to maybe to to keep watching NXT in the future. So um, 
before I jump in the time machine and go, and go back to 1998 and, and uh, watch this, these WCW shows that we've got for the next episode, I would definitely recommend watching NXT TakeOver in your house. It was a brilliant show. <laughs> 